Again, we're holding by the Kazari at the beginning of Ma'amar Hamishi. And we already saw the first Hakdamas, the first introductions that he gave us about the difficulty in talking about the topic which we can't use our senses to describe or to connect to. And then he says, again, we're holding that space. He says, that's why Hanoise Ho Yipshe, the Hanoise Terase Alev. So it makes the topic which is difficult for a person to connect to and others understand. Sometimes you can, he has his senses to help him either experience or visualize, whatever you want to call it. How are we going to read something which doesn't have a certain size, a certain shape, a certain appearance, you know, something which we can use our physical senses to connect to? And when we do that, then when it's something which we can see and we can relate in terms of something which we know about, then we can decide what's right and what's wrong. And we come to talk about things which are more spiritual than that, and we don't have that, because we don't have that starting point of the experience of the senses that can bring it more close to our awareness, our reality. And now the MS is, and this is the Chiddush, we got last night, Vaseichel Meishavalot. Even that now, the person, the person thinks about it, he'll come to the conclusion that he calls the kamus neikos, which means things appearance, is not the thing itself, it's a mikra, which means it happens to be that something takes a certain form. And this is something that I spoke about earlier, in, in, at length, in, in Shara Arabi, he was trying to prove a different point with this, but he used the same logic there. And that is, we can't say that something is defined by its shape. Because we see the same thing, it changes shape. So, the, the particular way it is now is just one manifestation of it. But that's what we see it right now. The mice is the same thing, if you look at it, it will have a different form and a different shape. And it's just, it hasn't changed, it's the same thing. So we can't say that the way we see something defines that's what it is. And uh, we, we identify it by its appearance. Because... It's a very change will do the same thing. So rather we have to say is we can relate to it, we recognize it by its appearance, but its appearance doesn't define it. Is that true and of all physical That's true of all physical things. And I'll give you the example because I himself gave before. If you introduce it to somebody, you say this is Chaim Khan. Chaim Khan right now is a little kid. So okay, this is Chaim Give it ten years and you'll see a bach. Give it twenty, thirty years, you'll see an adult. And so one second, that's Chaim Khan. Chaim Khan was a baby. Chaimka was a little kid, and the answer is, it's the same person, he's changed, his body's changed, the way he looks has changed, but the person doesn't change, it's just the way we saw him before, and the way we see him now, he looks different, he is different, but it's the same person, it's not like he's a completely different person. That was the one example because I gave. Another example is, if you take, if you take something like a piece of wood, so well, this is wood, if you have a big plank of it. You can take it into a table, into a chair, into a bookcase, into a stand, or whatever it's going to be. It's still a piece of wood. It's just changed shape, it's changed what it does. But the atom is the same thing. And now we don't recognize it, maybe, but that carved bookcase is the same log of wood I saw outside. So it might change sufficiently enough that we don't recognize it, but the atom is the same thing. The way it looks has changed, the way it, uh, its, its size or its shape has changed, but the atom is the same thing. But doesn't a ball have to be round? Uh, the ball? round is part of the mikra. 
In other words, if I have, let's say, a rubber ball, so the Matthias is rubber. Uh, the fact is right now in the shape which is round, there's a micro. Right, if I turn, true, I no, but again, a ball is like saying that a child has to be small. That's true, but the, the actum isn't the child, the actum is the person. Right now he's a child, so that means he's small. So the same thing, I have whatever the material which is made out of, right now it's in a spherical shape, so I call it a ball. If I cut it into a triangle, it's the same material, it just doesn't have the same appearance of a ball. It's just I've now cut it into a different thing. So yes, of course, the, the, if you're going to define something by its external appearance, then it's only true in a, when it has that ex- external appearance. You know, define something by its axiom, which means what it's made up of, as opposed to its appearance, which is how I see it, so then the, the can change the, the axiom of what it's made of won't change. Well, let's say even a human being, every human being has two hands, two feet, two eyes. No, a human being can lose his two hands and his two feet can still be a human being. The, that's, like we said, that's the mikra, that's the, 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 the way we see him. So but what you, is that to the human being? Oh, so what's that? That's the And therefore he says, but we all understand that, that the kamus naivus, which means the size and the shape of things, is a mikra. It happens to be that way. It's not la yam That's not the thing itself. The actual It has to be that everything has a, a naisa, something which is, it's carrying, which is its internal self, which manifests itself in the way it appears. So what is that What is that uh, integral part of something which can change form and shape, but the mindset of the integral thing stays the same? It's the, the Ramban speaks about the Ramban spoke about, even the Kabbalists also spoke about this. There's matter. Whatever the matter, the base matter is, which is combined, which is used to make up a certain thing, so we say that's going to stay the same. The way that it that it presents itself, the way that it appears, will change. But the the the, the etzem, so to speak, materials uh, of what the building blocks, let's call it the the atoms or whatever it is, that makes that makes up that materials is always going to be the same on the physical level. Now, here we have the problem. So if that's the case, because I've explained this before in in Shrine's many and how it all goes back to koyach and Hashem is a creative koyach. You're going to explore the Hashem surrounding the world. Now he's trying to prove something different. He's using the same argument to take it to a different direction, and it's coming up with a very interesting point. He's saying like this. Now we have a problem, because I understand that what my senses pick up isn't the, the, in, the, in, the integral part of something. It's just the external appearance. And I understand that my senses pick up the way that I view something, how it appears to me, I can recognize it. But at the same time, I know that the way I recognize it isn't what it is intrinsically, it's just the way it appears right now. So what is it that I can understand that the same thing which I saw a long time ago is the same thing I'm seeing now, and I don't recognize it at all. So I'm not using my vision to recognize it, but it's an understanding that even though I don't recognize it, even though it doesn't use the sense of vision or whatever the sense it might be, but the matter is that I have something which can explain to me it's the same thing. I just gave an example of the sense of vision. I'll give you another example, which I'm sure you'll all appreciate very simply the same idea. If anyone's ever smelled a live chicken, you've gone to this uh, coop and shot live chickens, they don't have a very pleasant smell. Mm-hmm. If you take a live chicken and now you put it in the oven, bring out a freshly roasted chicken, smell it. Do you recognize that smell? No. Well, you know, that's the same chicken that you smelled in the coop yesterday. I don't recognize it at all. It doesn't smell one bit the same. So if I'm going to try and identify something by its smell, no, I don't recognize it at all. 
But at the same time, my seichel is telling me it's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. I just shechted it and cooked it. But it happens, it's exactly the same thing that it was yesterday. So now, how do the two things work together? If I need my senses to to connect me to reality, and that's where I know what things are, but that same understanding goes beyond the sense which started it. So if I recognize the chicken by itself, I can understand that even though now it's still very different, it's still the same chicken. So I'm not using myself for that, I'm using something else. I recognize the child and I see the adult, I'm using the same sense of vision, but it's not the same, it doesn't look one bit the same. So there's a sort of certain kayak which, so to speak, works over my, uh, overrides the person's senses, that even though he sees it's not the same sight, it's not the same smell, it's not the same taste, it's not the same whatever other sense I want to use, but I still know it's the same thing. And what's that kayak? That's what I want to get to, that's a kayak of a person's Which means, the sense introduces me to something, then I can use my mind to understand what it is. And then my mind will tell me, based on other examples I've had, that this way I sense it now, or I see it, I'm aware of something now, is going to change, but it won't change what the thing is. So being as I've, I've often seen that process of children growing up into adults, so I know I'm seeing a child, and but I know I'm not going to always see him as a child, I know he's going to grow up. And I know it will be, the Masechah tells me, it will be the same person who will become an adult. I won't recognize him the same way, but I'll understand that that's, that's the person who was that child. Why? Because I'm aware of the fact, in my mind, the children grow up. Now, again, how do I know that? Again, from my senses, because yeah. my, I've seen it happen. Very Same thing, if I were to chef the chicken and cook the chicken, I've done it before. So I realize that this is the smell of raw chicken, this is the smell of a live chicken, this is the smell of a cooked chicken, and it's all the same thing because I've followed the process. Yeah. Again, with my senses. So and where do you see the seichel overpowering that? So the seichel can tell me, it doesn't have a plan, it works above it, like an override. It, uh, it, it tells me that what I see now, I understand is going to go through something that I'll have to recognize it by knowledge and not necessarily by uh, by the way that I, I see it now. I know it's going to change and based on that I can relate to what it's going to be. Whereas something we don't expect to change. So then we come back and we see it's changed, we don't recognize it because we don't have that natural progression that we assume it's going to be something else. So that's vital only because of the input of the senses. If you take somebody who, who never uh, marched and you a baby and you an old man, you tell him, this is one day going to look like that. It's not going to, it's just, even if he has Seichel, he's not going to believe him. He's not going to, um, his Seichel is not going to be able to override his senses because he has no such input, he has no such... Uh, I, mean, I didn't say that the Seichels are working differently to the senses. It's like an override, which means I understand that because I've seen a process, I understand this, the process will happen to this too, and I'm expecting it to come out different. Now, where's the Kazar going with it? Well, it's, it's very straightforward. But what, what, what is going to prove in that? It says, V'amru, Ki'aseichel yasigena hasaiva chaseira. The seichel, which is only masik, the way things are now, is a hasaiva chaseira. It's something missing in understanding. V'amru, Ki'aseichel yasigena batzma. V'avu she'en nimtis l'poyel, e'en nero'u l'ptarim e'atarim. And that is because, it's a chet, the way, if I'm going to identify things the way I see them now, there's something bad and lacking in that. Because I know that that's what I'm identifying isn't the, the, the intrinsically what the thing is, what I'm identifying is the way I see it. And because it's an it's not that's not the really way it is. So the way that I'm describing it isn't really what it is. I'm describing what I see about it. 
And if it was in, uh, it would be in a sense where that the way I describe something physically, so then I wouldn't be able to do it as a description, even though I know it's the same thing. Which means I know if the the way that I see something and the way I define it by what I see isn't really a definition based on what I understand. I can understand that there's a process. I can understand that something intrinsically is a human being. It's given my first example, even though I see him at different stages, and I know it's not the same. It's not the same person. I mean, it is the same person, but it's not the same way I'm seeing him at each stage. So to define him by what I see is really missing in the definition. And if I if I would define someone, that's a child. That's not really a definition. That's an adjective. Right now he's a person, but right now he's a child. He's a person who's going to become an adult. Whereas if I, my definition of him is a child. Well, then there's something wrong with the definition because then he's going to change. He's not going to be a child anymore. Right now. Right, right now he's a child. So it would be a better definition of he's a person. A person who's right now a child, but the person who's going to become an adult. And I'm not changing Be'etim what he is. If I'm defining him as a child, then I have to change his definition. He becomes an adult. If I define him as a, as a human being, as a person, so then it's always going to be the definition. It's just different stages. And... Uh, and he says that's why the, the, the right way to define something is by its etzem, because that's something which doesn't change, rather than by the way I see it, because that's something which isn't a real definition of something, because that's only the way it's appearing right now. Let's give an example of Ruchnitz just to explain this idea. When we talk about Hashem, so we have in the Roshas in the Mitzvah Pesach, in the Mitzvah Pesach, the Roshas that you cite, and he says even though there are a number of names or titles we ascribe to Hashem, he says the only shame be'etzim is the The only shame which is be'etzim is, is in, intrinsically Hashem's name is Yukevavke. Uh, Why? Because the name Yukevavke is a contraction of the words Hoya Hoya Hashem is, was, and he always will be. And that's a shame be'etzim. Because that's always the case. Hashem is always existing. And if you're going to talk about defining Hashem in a way which he always is, he's always existing. If you're going to define Hashem in one of his other names, which apply to a certain way Hashem is acting, he's not always acting that way. So if you're going to use Nehmi Lakim, for example, when Hashem is acting with the Medesadin, so it's a shame at Tayyar, but it's not a shame at Why? Because Hashem isn't always acting with him, sometimes he's acting with Chesed. And if you're going to use the name of Hashem who's acting with Chesed, so that's also not a, 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 always the case because someone is acting with him. Whereas something which is always the case is a description more of, of what, how he relates something as a constant rather than how he relates it in a certain circumstance. And that's why, even though we, we can't define Hashem, what we, what we can define Hashem best by is what He always is, something which is unchangeable. And that's what we talk about here, Hawaii. Hashem exists. That's an unchangeable truth. So we define Hashem as the one who exists and the source of existence. That's always going to be the case. We define Hashem as the Melech HaKadosh. It's not always the case. He's not always acting in that capacity. So that's, what, that's the difference between distra- describing something by the way we see it or describing something by the way it always is. That's more intrinsically, so to speak, defining it, rather than how we see it. But when it comes to most things in the world, which, we, like he says, which means it's basic building blocks, we can't really define that. So we can only define it by the way we see it right now. And that's because that's something which can change. For example, most times you see something, you don't say, well, this is a combination of the four elements, it doesn't tell me very much. I define it by the way that it manifests. Now, that might not always be in that, in that particular uh, form, that particular uh, way of seeing it, but that's what I refer to, because then I can define it as being different to when it's not in that form. 
Why is that? Wait, when I see something, yeah. so I can either look at it as a combination of the building blocks which make it up. Right. Except I don't do that. Because I wouldn't know how to define it accurately like that. Right. So, for example, if I see an animal and say, oh yes, uh, that's a combination of carbon and oxygen and whatever it is. Yeah, it could be anything. It could be anything. So, I have to define it by the way I see it. Which is not the accurate definition because that could, that could change the way I see it. I don't know, it's but a leopard. It's a, a leopard. It's a leopard. I agree. If you're talking about, I'm not talking about a, a, a way of giving something a name. I'm talking if you define what it is. So though it's, I can define it by the way I see it, or I can define it by what makes it up, what what, what what's inside, what what uh, makes it up, or right. like the, the ingredients, the elements which right. could define, which created it. Now, if I define it by its elements, so that would always be the same. If I define it by the way I see it. So then I see it because I can describe the way I see it. But if I would now kill the devil and take it skin, I wouldn't see it the same way anymore. But the mass, nothing changed. Whatever was inside is still inside. And this is an example. Except the life force. Except the life force. Right. And so that's what he says that uh, the, the, the real definition which Masechel can relate to is to understand the, the a part of it which is what made which what created it, which doesn't change. Even though normally the way I'm going to relate to something is by the way I see it right now. For example, another example, you see a tree, you see there's a tree, you cut down the tree, you see a log of wood, you, you, you cut into, into, into even pieces, you see planks of wood, you build it into, into a bookcase, you see a bookcase. It's all the same thing, it's just changed its shape. It's the same thing, I just cut it different ways and it changed from one to the other one. And I would know that, I know that, What's the, what am I talking about? It's the same thing, it's the same wood which was originally the tree. Except, well, the way I talk about something is the way I see it right now. So right now I see it as a tree, then I see it as a, a tree trunk, then I see it as a, as a, a, no, as a, a plain piece of wood, and then after I see it as a, after. This is a bottle, and it has, what's in it? Ice or water? So it's the same thing. Right now there's ice. But I know that if I leave it long enough, it's going to turn into water. Right, but no. on Shabbos you can't make ice because it's something different. It's something different in its way it seems. It hasn't changed in its material. So what do you say it is? You say it's water? So again, the way people are going to talk about or, it is how they see it. At a different temperature, it's gas. Right, so the way people see it, the way, going to, the way people talk about it is the way that they see. I'm going to call it water, I'm going to call it ice, I'm going to call it steam based on how I see it. The material is it's all the same thing. It's, it's the same compound, it's still, compounds still, it's still But no one talks about it like that. Even though he's saying in a way that's a more accurate definition of something, because that's an unchangeable part of it, rather than the fact that it's ice. It's not really accurate. It's right now, it's water in the form of ice. It doesn't define it as well. And again, it's true what he's saying, what he's trying to explain to me. Amar Aristok, Yedim Boishala Harais Arama. And again, according to philosophers, he says it's you know something is embarrassed to be seen in its true form, and that's why it's described or it's recognized in the in the tzur, in the form that it takes. Back to the emphasis, that's this. If we talk now, we have to understand. You have to understand that you said that Hashem created the world. So uh, he says you have to understand. It worked the other way around. Hashem didn't start with the with the appears. Hashem started with the starting point, which was the building blocks that he used. And then he developed that into whatever shape it was. That was the second stage, not the first stage. It says, and uh, that we spoke of before as well. The Rabban says, it's also that Hashem originally created the Hiyoli, which means 
the building blocks of matter, and afterwards he's miyatsa, which means he forms it, he fashions it, he colors it, he shapes it into what he wants it to look like. But the giving it an appearance, which we can appreciate because we can see, is only at a later stage. In terms of understanding Kabbalah, it's also like that. There's two, there's two words in Hebrew for create. One is bara, another is yatsa. And we know that bara is a stage before yatsa. Bria is the highest stage. Because Bria is creation from nothing. And Yatsar is giving something a form, for the word sir. Manufacturing. So, it's, yes, it's giving it like sort of a shape or a color. Like a Tsayar is a painter. Uh, a Yatsar is a craftsman. So, Yatsira is giving something form. Before they came Bria, Bria is giving it existence. It's making the building blocks which are going to create. And afterwards, it's, it's being Yatsir, it's, it's using those raw materials to make something out of it. Now, what can be before that? Creation only went in three steps. There was creating physical matter, making it, fashioning a physical matter into something which we can see and we can understand and we can has a certain form which we recognize it by. But there's a design, there's really a step before that. And that is giving a certain kayak to that physical matter. Or it comes from a, like a, from a spiritual thing which uh, energizes it or gives it life, whatever you're going to say. That gives it the, that 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 kayak has to come even before we talk about the hiyuni, which which is the, the basic building block of man. And he says, interesting point, and that's what the pasuk means. We're talking about the world before creation. So it says that there was there was water everywhere. What's that the other water? Because he said this in the before the previous shower. The water we're talking about, which isn't defined, it's just a mass of water, is better than named for that raw material before it's been defined. When the Pasuk says, the spirit of Elakim, which was above that, is the spiritual kayak which is going to which is going to trigger the creation. It was Hashem's Ratzon to you to create, which first creates the Ma'im, which is that base material, so to speak, it's the Ma'im for the matter which Hashem wants to create, and afterwards Yasin Mashiach, he's going to use that matter to create what he wants, but when he wants, just like a craftsman can take sand and make it and fashion it into something, can can take clay and make a certain shape out of it. So same thing, we have the three stages. In the first stage is the Ratzon to create the matter, then the matter which doesn't have any form, and then afterwards to give it a form. And before that happens, in other words, the world before... Oh, says, oh, so the first stage is the Ratzon. The first stage is the Ratzon, that he calls the Rachelakim. The, the second stage is creating the matter. Matter, and then the and last stage is giving it form. I don't understand the difference between the Ratzon and the creating the matter. One's a spiritual thing, one's a physical thing. Yeah. When Hashem has this Ratzon, it's already happened, effectively. And the Ratzon is the action. The Ratzon is what's going to make the action happen. There's no time. There's no time. We don't say what happened first. We say this was the steps of the Tewot. Now, it's important to know that is because the lower down the line you go, the easier it is to change something. Which means, if you're talking about the Tzirah something has, you can change the Tzirah. A person can do that also. Uh, if I have something, I make it a certain form, 
can break it. He said this in the Slichas. So the form something takes is its lowest form, which people can break as well. The, 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 the reality of the element which makes it up is harder to, it's harder to destroy that. It's harder to change it. That's going to always be there. Broken or not, it's still clay. So if I do it like it, it's still going to be clay. Right, I can't make it not clay. I can break it, I can change the shape, I can grind it into dust, but it's still going to be clay dust. So I can't change the materials of what something is. That's something Hashem can change. Some of the times Hashem does nice is to show you can change the intrinsic nature of something. So that's something a person can't do, it's something Hashem can do. And then the highest level never changes, which means Hashem's rotten, which was above that, that's all constant. So as we go down the levels, it's something which is less intrinsic and therefore easier to change. That's, 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 uh, that that's in that stage before things are taken a certain form. In other words, it was just the matter which Hashem had yet to give form to. That's what He calls the kind of a header at Surah Vachibur, when there isn't yet a Surah of form things, He calls the Choshech and Toyevavoy. And all this Toyevavoy, which means it was empty of form. It, there was matter there, but it hadn't yet been made into anything, so He meant it was empty. It was nothing which we could. And that also says the Rashi explains Toyev, it's something a person's Tamea. A person is like, is like wondering, what is this? And it's exactly that point, because something which doesn't have a surah, our senses can't really relate to. We don't really picture it as something which we, we can recognize or understand. It's, just, it's matter. Without a form. As like today, you look at a gas. What do you see? And if everything would be like that, you wouldn't be Tomei on the Reikonus. You can't see anything. And that's a, that's a stage of the before creation stage, which means Hashem has already created matter, but hadn't yet used it to fashion anything. So we made it, we left with uh, undefinable matter. That's what he calls the Mayim, we call it And uh, that, that's where it began from. And after that, Hashem's Ratzin is going to cause it to be fashioned into things which then we can see and then we can relate to and we can understand. Okay, this is really Haktama for what he's going to say next about trying to understand the principle of how we know that Hashem has to be the Bayre, because we know already asked him. I mean, I mean, I believe that Hashem created, how did he prove it to me? That's what he's going to, this is both the foundation of it, so next time we'll see how he's going to use this to, to prove that Hashem is a creator.